I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. My concern is, and what I posed to you today is, are you ever going to find this place of being okay with yourself by achieving XYZ if you can't be okay with yourself to a level today? And my experience with myself and again with others is, is, is we can't. So there is the dark side somewhat of this personal growth is feeling like, oh my gosh, I've always, I've got to read this book. I've got to listen to this podcast. I've got to go to this conference. I've got to learn this thing so that I can be happy. And it's all these things that we're out there doing to help us be. And that's the exaggerated concept of the monk on the mountain who just says, hey, you want to just, you know, be happy? Just be happy. Just do it right now, which is very hard. So we're all doing these mind games and these efforts to figure out how to be happy. And in the personal development industry, we often focus on, and this is point two, the destination. If you'll just achieve X. And as Christina said, success is not a destination. Pithy to say, but super profound. If you think that this success, this achievement is going to be it, you're often going to be disappointed. Welcome to Self Helpful. I'm your guide, Kevin Miller, and I curate the sea of new personal development messages to bring the most influential leaders onto this show. Join me as I question my guests to better understand their counsel so we can all integrate the wisdom into our lives because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. The Self-Helpful Podcast is presented by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping coaches. Visit Ziggler.com. Hello, self-helpful listeners. In this episode, the dark side of self-help and how to discover the authentic you. I'm wrapping up my four-part series on authenticity, where I brought in Christina Mandlachiani as our expert. And our muse was the message in her new book, Becoming Flossom, The Key to Living an Imperfectly Authentic Life. Christina, again, is the co-founder of Mind Valley, a life transformation platform boasting 20 million strong people following them. Uh, and that's afforded her massive exposure to the personal development space and industry and the good and bad of it, something that I have been privy to as well. So I'm going to address that in this episode, and I also want to bring attention to what I feel is really the number one issue around this topic of authenticity. I feel the key to being the authentic you is to discover 
probably for the first time, who that actually is. And further, I'll claim that becoming the authentic you is an ongoing process you can be evolving towards your entire life. I say can evolve to, as it's not a given. As Robin Sharma, who was on my show said, and I paraphrase, you don't live the same day over and over for 75 years and call it a life, or I'd say an evolution. We have to discover, uh, we have to choose to actually evolve and continually discover our authentic selves. All right, friends, the dark side of self-help and how to discover the authentic you. Well, to start off with, number one, Christina Mandlakiani, she said, don't let the pursuit of success blind you to a life of true happiness and self-love. And she talked about the dark side of personal growth and how it can feed your insecurities. And I've seen that. And I see that as much as we all want to be better, we really want better results. We want to be happier about ourselves. And so we go forth trying to do that. And it can be like chasing your tail. And I've seen a lot of people just become tired. And to some degrees, I have as well. And we're tired because we're not okay with who we are today. And that's a hard thing to say. Everybody in self-help talks about that. And it's hard to do that. Am I okay with myself today? Well, I want to get better. I want to do this, achieve this, be this, whatever. And I do. Uh, I really do. And I need to be okay with who I am today. I need to find some peace for myself today. So I'll say more about that in just a second. But even to look at Mind Valley, uh, which is an incredible platform. And if you're not uh, not uh, aware of it, type in mindvalley.com, go check it out. And you could think of it kind of like a, a masterclass type aspect. It's probably a competitor of theirs, but they're different. But it's where they have incredible people teaching incredible things. But it talks about some of the things I pulled out, a better you every day. Step into your greatness. Uh, and, and even just pulling out some of the wording, get grow, improve, increase, create. Those are all things that we're trying to do to get better, right? To, to, to increase who we are. And yet it doesn't speak or it, it not, I shouldn't say it misses, but we, we tend to miss amongst that too. What about today? What about right now? And my concern is in my own experience with myself and with other people is if we aren't in a place, if we can't be at a place now and find some peace and some grace some compassion, just whatever you want to say, just being okay with me today. I'm probably never going to achieve something that will help me be okay with me today. So that's convicting right there. If you can't be okay with yourself today, can't find some level of peace with yourself today, you probably never will. I, Kevin, probably never will be okay with Kevin. If I can't be okay today, what am I going to do? What am I going to achieve? Oh, I'll be okay with me when fill in the blank. I make this much money. I have this type of relationship. Uh, find somebody who loves me. If I uh, achieve this level of health and wellness, if I win this event or what, we put those things there. And of course we have so many stories of it never, it never, we never find peace with ourselves. We have so many incredible people who never found, they did incredible things, never found peace for themselves. They never were happy. And I'm not even going to put happiness as the number one thing out there. I want fulfillment. Sometimes the things that really fulfill me are not always the things that make me super happy in the moment, but I want abiding joy. So to look at that and go, gosh, can I find something, uh, some aspect, a level of peace and okayness with me today? Now, I do want to say, I mean, there is 
uh, a place for achieving something that helps us feel better about ourselves, that proves to ourselves, oh my gosh, I'm the kind of person who can do that. Okay, so there, I'm not discounting achievements at all. I'm saying do that and feel even better about yourself, maybe, okay? Uh, and, and again, there's things I want to achieve that I know will be fulfilling. But my concern is, and what I posed to you today is, are you ever going to find this place of being okay with yourself by achieving X, Y, Z, if you can't be okay with yourself to a level today? And my experience with myself and again with others is, is, is we can't. So there is the dark side somewhat of this personal growth is feeling like, oh my gosh, I've always, I've got to read this book. I've got to listen to this podcast. I've got to go to this conference. I've got to learn this thing so that I can be happy. And it's all these things that we're out there doing to help us be. And that's the exaggerated concept of the monk on the mountain who just says, hey, you want to just, you know, be happy? Just be happy. Just do it right now, which is very hard. So we're all doing these mind games and these efforts to figure out how to be happy. And in the personal development industry, we often focus on, and this is point two, the destination. If you'll just achieve X. And as Christina said, success is not a destination. Pithy to say, but super profound. If you think that this success, this achievement is going to be it, you're often going to be disappointed. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to think about 20,000 breaths, according to the EPA the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to a hundred times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and air doctor is just the best. Air doctor filters out 99.99% .99 of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so it, your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code Kevin. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, 
but getting them to actually give their payment info is. And Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. I think. And even more so, it's almost arrogant to go, gosh, if I'm going to go spend the next amount of time, if I'm going to commit four years to a degree or a you know doctorate or go after this job or work up to run a marathon or whatever. And if that end event, it usually ends up being anticlimactic because if, and if it's not, if it's not just the end all, and uh, I mean, it just puts you on top of Mount Olympus uh, or, or whatnot, then that, pretty much stinks because the amount of time you put into it, if you did not enjoy the journey, as they would say, now I'm going to say, as according to my book, what drives you being driven is great. Driving towards things or or, or driving to achieve X, Y, Z is great. But if we don't enjoy the drive, we're generally going to be disappointed. And it's somewhat arrogant in my perspective to expect happiness when we don't enjoy the day-to-day driving and arrogant to think that we may be taken out. We may not make it to that destination because we may just not have the ability to something out of our control may happen or we could die or become incapacitated to some degree. And if that happens, if we're spending all this time to get to X and we don't, what a tragedy that we didn't enjoy the process. So if you're going after something right now that you're not enjoying the process uh, and you're just looking towards that end result, you may be setting yourself up for a disappointment. Now, again, there's a caveat caveat to everything. And that's why we discount things because we all know the caveats. And one of them, I mean, there are times when we go after something that we don't enjoy the process a whole lot, but we love the end result. I built this home. I'm in my home office today recording this one and I built this home. I and do it, doing it, uh, was not that enjoyable. It was really difficult, really frustrating. And, but it did end and boom, we moved in and now we're in the, you know, the dream home on the dream land and the dream place. So again, it's not all a perfect, you know, scenario, but even to look at that and go, man, am I going to, if, if, if this is a process, I'm not going to enjoy much. Um, is it going to be worth it? Really? Is it going to be worth it? And, and a lot of those end results, it's not, it, it's, it's a questionable, uh, issue. And even, even there, if I go back and look at building the house, the process itself wasn't good that great, but I did have some great joys along the way. I still had my family. I still had, uh, my athletic pursuits. I still had my work that I was doing that I enjoyed that issue in and of itself was not that, uh, enjoyable, but it didn't override and cloud the joys of a given day with other things that I was involved with. So just that aspect of success, not being a destination you need, I would encourage you to enjoy the drive. Uh, and number three, as Christina said, knowledge in this personal transformation, personal development, self-help aspect, knowledge alone does not change anything. And that is something that's daunting, even to me, the amount of knowledge that I have, the amount of knowledge that you hear me speak on this show in areas of self, uh, self-help, self-improvement, personal development. And as, as I get labeled as an expert in these areas, I, I have incredible knowledge. I have incredible wealth of knowledge. And that gets me a lot of acclaim and applause. I can have it without applying it to my life. 
I can have it without benefiting from it, which you could say is hypocritical, but that would be all of us. We know a lot of things that we don't employ and it is convicting to me as well. But I, look, if you look at knowledge, if you look at the, that, what you're hearing right now, that's a door open for opportunity. It's the possibility for something. It's a possibility for change if we take it and now go to work on it, take action on it. As, as Christina said, experience it, try it out, walk it out, live it out. Otherwise, it's just knowledge that we have that's not making any difference to our lives. All right. The next point here is authenticity. So we often look at, you know, how to be the authentic you. Five steps to being the authentic you. Five steps, seven keys to walking in authenticity. It presupposes that we know who we are authentically. And I posit that most of us don't know. We don't really know who the authentic you, uh, you is, or me is, us is. We don't know who that authentic us is. We never experienced it. We grew up in an environment and we attached ourselves to it. As Vienna Farron says, we will choose attachment over authenticity. And we just attach ourselves to our parents, our upbringing, you know, to, to the beliefs, the experiences, what we were exposed to, the influences there. We attach ourselves to what we experience outside of our home of origin. We attach ourselves to the culture and the expectations. And we don't know who the authentic us is. So how do we go about being the authentic us when we don't know? Therefore, my point is, I think, and this is the number one point here, we need to discover we need to realize that we don't know who the authentic us is, or we only know a, a, a level of it, and we need to go discover that. And I will, in shameless self-promotion, say that's what my book, What Drives You, is about, is going through the key areas of your life and doing an audit and really digging in to go, wait, what do I want? And if I say I want this, there has to be a why behind it. What is that why? What is it really? And often finding out that it may not be in alignment with what we really value what we really care about. We may have often, we have attached ourselves to cultural, again, expectations and the small exposure that we've achieved, we've, we've gained in our lives. So what do we value and why? And to be in agreement with it, be in alignment with it. And a lot of it is just getting clear. And most of us never do this. We never sit down and go, wait, what do I really value for relationships, for money, for work, for spirituality, for my health and wellness? Uh, what makes me come alive? We don't, we don't do that. And it doesn't have to be some long process. You sit down with, uh, the, the, the key aspects in my book, what drives you and go through the seven areas. And some of them you're going to come to and go, you know what? I'm actually happy with that one. I'm succeeding. I'm fulfilled. I'm at peace. Great. Pat yourself on the back, maybe read it and find confirmation that'll inspire you or skip it and go to the ones that you just struggle with. Uh, but we need to discover who the authentic us is. So we talk about authenticity, you're going to hear it a billion times out there in the culture, and yet it presupposes that we even know who the authentic, authentic else, uh, us is. We need to discover that. It's kind of like uh, habits. You know, the, the book Atomic Habits by James Clear has sold massive quantities, and yet walking out daily good habits presupposes that we have the motive to do so, that we even know the direction that we're going which is why Jordan Harbinger, if you see the back cover of my book, 
he has one of the biggest podcasts on planet earth. And he talked about that. He said, I think that this is the uh, sequel or, or the prequel. I'm sorry that what drives you is the prequel to habits. We need to figure out what we even want, what, what motivates us, what our why is, then we can apply those good habits. All right. Number two on this aspect of being authentic, being true to you. You hear that a lot. Being authentic is being true to you. Yes. And realizing that what is true to you is not truth. It's just what matters to you. I mean, there are, there are some absolute truths, uh, not to get spiritual or religious on that, but there are, I, I would say gravity seems like an absolute truth. Drop something off the roof. It's going to fall down to the ground. Uh, and if you, you know, if you fall off a ladder, that's an objective truth. You fell. Uh, now ultimately that your truth is how you translate it and interpret the, the event. If you say I'm stupid, I'm clumsy, I have terrible balance, whatever. That's a story that you're writing that becomes your truth. And you be, can decide that you are f- afraid of heights and all kinds of stories. You know, what do you want to be the truth to you? Now, I, my truth for me is I have a very strong respect for gravity. Uh, I'm not a fan of heights. I'm not, you know, it's not a phobia or, or whatnot, but that is. So there's things that I don't choose to do because it's just not a joy for me. I just don't enjoy, you know, climbing the face of a mountain and risking falling off, uh, and whatnot. But, you know, again, to look at that aspect of what is true to you, uh, you could, if you said your truth is that gravity doesn't apply to you, I would say that that's a, uh, an errant truth. Um, you can state your beliefs and your desires around gravity. Again, that's an odd analogy, but you get the point. But what is true to you is again, we're looking at your values. I would bring it back to point one there, uh, of discovering yourself, understanding yourself, uh, what's, what is authentic to you. And that that is what you build your life around those things that are true for you. Those are beliefs that you have. Those are values that you have. Number three. And this is the aspect of your authenticity that you want to create. And we got into this in uh, the third part of the series. I think it was episode 1194, but the third episode uh, in the in the series here on authenticity about creating it. My brother brought it up, actually, Jared on Gaza. And he said, uh, or we got into the aspect together of talking about that, about creating it. And I'll use the aspect of character. Okay. And I... Uh, I like in the Bible, Galatians 5, uh, verses 22, 23, fruits of the spirit. And you can look that up, you know, goodness, patience, gentleness, self-control, things like that. Okay. Those are aspects of character, character. You can look at morality and ethics as that and say, these are things that I want to be. And they may go against seemingly what is authentic to you. The authentic Kevin is really impatient. I mean, I, I just, it's something I've, I, I, I know if there's something that I think of, want, desire, I, I want to do it right now. I want it now. And that's my nature. But my desire is to be a patient man, a person, to be a patient person. Take a deep breath and realize what's best for everyone involved, myself, everyone involved, what's most relevant, what's a good priority. Right now, I may need to get something done for work and I really want to go take care of this personal issue. And I may need to go, you know what? That's not the, that's probably an unwise choice looking at my values and priorities. So I'm going to put that off and be patient, practice patience. So looking at those things of these are things, yeah, that practice is a good word that I want to practice. And those may be things that the authentic you is, you know, tends to be this, your nature, but you really want to be X and you want it for you. 
I don't want to be uh, patient uh, for really for, for others. I mean, it does serve them sometimes, but I want it for me because of what it does for me and how, and how I show up for others as our tagline goes. So there are some aspects of things that we want to say, this is who I want to be. And we want to create that. And it may not be inherently natural to us. So there are some key issues. Again, man, it was, uh, uh, uh really brought to light. This series did some new thinking for me, some paradigm shifts, which is the point of why we show up here for these shows. All right, friends, this concludes my series on authenticity, though, as with any topic we have here on the show, we'll be revisiting it continually. Thank you to my resident expert, Christina Mandlachiani, for joining me to dig into this and for the wonderful deep dive that she provides uh, in her new book, Becoming Flossom, The Key to Living an Imperfectly Authentic Life. You can find the book anywhere and you can connect with her at mindvalley.com. Uh, thanks to my brother, Jared Angaza, for joining me and bringing further insight into what authenticity is and how to discover it for ourselves. You can find him at jaredangaza.com. Friends, thank you for tuning into Self Helpful, where I curate the sea of new personal development materials and help you integrate wisdom into your life because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. 